everyone. My name is Ari and welcome to Made of Metal, a motivational podcast where we tell stories about regular people overcoming insurmountable odds. So it's a pleasure to meet you again for the next part of our journey into the past. Thank you so much for joining me and so glad that you're here. So first and foremost, I hope everyone enjoyed a happy and healthy holiday, honoring those who made the ultimate sacrifice. Although this episode isn't going to be released until like a week later, with it being such an impactful holiday, I really wanted to dive into and incorporate those themes in today's episode. Just a little bit about me. I mean, I am the child of a veteran and I've always naturally been curious about the military as well as its history within our country. Like I'm obsessed with the Civil War and it's just so interesting to me how the two are so interwoven. It's just fascinating me for years. And there's also some pretty amazing personal stories born from the actions of service members, which is what inspired me to choose the subject of today's episode. The individual we'll be covering in today's episode is the definition of a hero. I mean, in every sense of the word, literally putting their own life on the line so that others may be saved and enduring experiences that would have otherwise, I mean, just destroyed most of us just for the chance to spare others the same atrocities. This individual's actions were the catalyst to inspire many others to follow in their footsteps, becoming an example and a role model for women and men alike. This individual is also one of the most awarded service members of all time, even to this day. And you guys know me and you know that I absolutely adore stories with an underdog theme, but I also love that this is a story highlighting like how the actions of one have the ability to impact so many others in positive ways. It's just, it's a really good demonstration that it really just takes one person. It's all about you. It's all about what you decide, who you want to be, how you want your legacy to be remembered. And the individual that we are going to be learning about today really took that in stride. So with all that being said, I'm really grateful for the chance to share the story with you all. So let's get right into it. This week, we'll be discussing the healer, the helper, the heroine. This is the story of Ruby Bradley. Ruby Bradley was born December 19th, 1907 in Spencer, West Virginia. Ruby was the fifth child born to her parents, Bertha and Frederick, who would have six children in total. Bertha and Frederick had made their life on the homestead and were essentially farmers to sustain their home. For those who aren't familiar with West Virginia, Ruby's hometown was in quite the rural area and every member of the family had to participate in maintaining the farm. Living in a small town does have its perks, but it can also really limit economic opportunity. So farming was essential to their survival. Throughout her childhood, Ruby had to take up hard manual labor, 
which I'm sure helped contribute to her building her grit over the years because, okay, farming work ain't no joke. And admittedly, I have mostly lived in the suburbs, but I've chatted with farmers at farmer's markets. I used to work in farmer's markets. And I also had friends who lived on the farm. So these are people who literally work and their livelihood is selling essentially the crops or the meat from their farm. So just talking with them, it was just so eye-opening because it's like literally the work never stops. It takes a lot to keep up a farm. And I've always had the utmost respect for farmers. Over the years, Ruby realized that she enjoyed helping others and would become interested in the teaching field. In her late teen years, Ruby would enroll in a local teacher's college to pursue her dream of becoming a teacher. In 1926, even with Ruby having to tend to her regular duties at the farm, she was able to graduate with her degree in teaching. For about four years, Ruby worked as an elementary school teacher, becoming well-known in the community as she interacted with so many parents of the children she taught. It was during her years as a teacher that Ruby would become painfully aware of the unfavorable home lives of her students. Ruby would observe her students suffering from varying health conditions and how that would have such an adverse impact on their ability to learn. It was Ruby's experience as a teacher that would inspire her to become a nurse, deciding to enroll in nursing school the same year. In 1933, Ruby would complete her degree program at nursing school with a specialty in surgical nursing. I'm absolutely loving this go-getter of a personality already. I mean, definitely resonating with me. I think I'm a bit of a workaholic, though. So, I mean, like, the determination is what I really resonate with. Deciding on a path and pursuing it. And even pivoting sometimes, like she did teaching, she liked it, but at the same time, it sort of just awakened a passion for something else. And now she pursued that too. I really like her personality and sort of the characteristics that we're already seeing emerge. So very cool. Now, this is where Ruby would arrive at a bit of a crossroads as the country was going through a pretty grim economic crisis with the Great Depression. So with that in mind, Ruby's nursing school was in Philly, which exposed her to, you know, the opportunities and access that was afforded by living in the city. Ruby decided that her best move was to head to another big city to begin her nursing career. And she ended up working as a civilian nurse for the Civilian Conservation Corps at Walter Reed Hospital in Washington, D.C. That next year... Ruby would officially enlist within the Army as a surgical nurse, continuing her work with Walter Reed for almost six years before she received her first orders to head overseas. In 1940, Ruby was sent to the Philippines, first to Fort Mills, and then a little over a year later, Ruby ended up at Camp John Hay. In December of 1941, just a few days before Christmas, tragedy struck Camp John Hay. The Japanese military began its invasion of the Philippines, and Camp John Hay would be bombed and invaded, with over 50 bombs being detonated within the area surrounding Camp John Hay. 
Ruby and several others attempted to flee the attack, eventually hiding for more than five days within the surrounding area to avoid capture. Sadly, the group was eventually captured and forced to report to a camp that the Japanese had established for all the prisoners being held. This camp was called a POW, or Prisoner of War Camp. Ruby was held in a small space with thousands of other captured Americans who were all forced to live in harrowing conditions at the complete control of their captors. Essential resources such as food, water, shelter, and medical supplies were either very limited or non-existent. As such, Ruby's and the lives of her fellow prisoners became a daily test for survival. With the understanding that their skills were invaluable to the camp, Ruby and any available medical professional would spend every waking hour caring for the other prisoners. To put a bit of data behind this perspective, because I thought that that would sort of help actualize what Ruby and the other captives experienced while in the camp. And this is essentially focused on the medical professionals. Ruby herself assisted with more than 200 operations while she was a prisoner. This doesn't even include the more than 10 births she assisted with as well. So that just gives you an idea of the volume of medical care that was being administered. So this woman, I mean, she was in there working miracles, trying to help others survive without the proper tools, without the proper manpower. I mean, it's just insanity. After about two years, Ruby was transferred to another prisoner of war camp in the area where conditions were even worse for the captives. Malnutrition and disease ran rampant within the camp as adequate food or facilities were never available. Ruby and other medical staff had to resort to breaking into abandoned hospitals and smuggling in supplies to use to treat their patients. With health concerns continuing to mount, they began a medical clinic within the camp, organizing and managing treatments and resources to the best of their ability. As the days continued, the nurses worked tirelessly, with their efforts not being overlooked. The other prisoners would dub the nurses as angels in fatigues, as the nurses would sometimes forgo their own food and medical treatment in order to provide for the other prisoners. Timeline-wise, Ruby was held in captivity for a total of 37 months. That is literally more than three years. While they were all finally rescued, their numbers had dwindled significantly, and Ruby herself only weighed a total of 84 pounds. The camp was liberated in 1945, and Ruby and the others were freed and sent home to their anxious families. Due to the efforts of Ruby and her colleagues, many, many lives were saved, and Ruby was awarded the Bronze Star for her incredible work during the war. Now, you would think after such a traumatizing experience, after an experience this horrible, that Ruby would give up nursing and just head back home. But no, she continued 
her work in nursing for the army for another five years before she was again thrust into an international conflict. In 1950, the Korean War began and Ruby was sent to an army evacuation hospital in South Korea, taking on the position of chief nurse and being the first line of medical attention for those in the area. It was reported that there was an incident where one of the hospitals that Ruby was managing became surrounded by enemy forces. Instead of fleeing, Ruby herself helped to load every patient into the evacuation transport, braving enemy fire to ensure everyone made it out alive. Ruby would work in South Korea for a total of three years before she returned home to a full-dressed honor guard ceremony, making her the first woman to ever receive this military honor. And I think it's safe to say that this was (laughs) well-deserved. Ruby continued her military career for another decade, making it all the way up in the ranks to director of nursing. Now, upon her retirement, Ruby didn't just go back home to rest, you know, as she very well should have, but instead started a new job as a nurse for a private company. She continued to serve the public as a nurse for more than 15 years never losing her desire to help others. Ruby's hometown even honored her with a day called Ruby Bradley Day, where the entire town celebrated Ruby's life and many, many of her achievements. Ruby Bradley passed away on May 28, 2002, at the age of 95. Because of her military service and sacrifices, Ruby's final resting place was Arlington Cemetery, where she received a full military honor funeral. Ruby ended her career as one of the most decorated service members in the history of the United States. And it is with pure delight (laughs) that I outline a few of the honors that Ruby received Ruby received the Florence Nightingale Medal from the International Red Cross. Interesting enough, I just did an episode on her if you want to check it out. She's one of my previous ones. She received the UN Service Medal, the World War II Victory Medal, two Legion of Merit Medals, two Presidential Emblems, two Bronze Stars, and a UN Korean Service Medal with seven battle stars. She was also promoted to Colonel, the highest rank you can obtain in the field, being only the third woman in history to be promoted to that rank. Like I said, this woman was an actual superhero, and there's nothing that you could say that would convince me otherwise. I just named a few of her medals, but... Ruby received over 30 medals in her military career. And I honestly can't help to think that she did these incredible numbers while in the military. But I can only imagine that her great work like didn't stop when she returned to civilian life. It just became a part of her regular daily life. To come from such humble beginnings and make such an incredible and measurable impact in your life 
And it's the stuff that dreams are made of. Ruby made a legacy as someone who doesn't just help people, but someone who proactively puts themselves in harm's way, who proactively saves people, who makes it their mission to put their life in harm's way in order to save the lives of others. And I mean, like, that story of her saving her patients while they were receiving enemy fire, like, that's crazy. That's incredible. I mean, any person that has the strength and the courage to survive more than three years as a prisoner of war, to then go on and become one of the most decorated women in military history. I mean, that sort of strength is just baffling to me. I can't believe that this person, you know, even exists. Her story was just so incredible to me. And she didn't even skip a beat, even taking the chance to return to another war zone to risk it happening to her all over again. I have so much respect for people like that, doing the hard work, because I simply just could not. I simply could not. So the following is a quote from an essay that Ruby wrote about her experience as a prisoner of war and how that experience would affect other people. I just love how optimistic she was even after her experience. She clearly quotes some pretty, pretty horrible things happening to her and her experiencing and witnessing some pretty horrible things. But she takes a very positive outlook on it in a way that it's just so commendable. So here's the quote. Humanity is defined as a combination of the best principles of human behavior based upon the best philosophical and religious tenets known to man. This individual will have learned here something that no other form of education could have taught him. He will have learned the value of life, his own and that of others, and the worth of freedom, too. So you can check us out at madeofmentalpodcast.com and you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube. And that's Made of Metal, M-E-T-T-L-E. So I hope everybody had a wonderful holiday. Thank you so very much for listening. Always, always a pleasure. Always a privilege. I appreciate the feedback. I appreciate the support. I actually have a little something coming. So if you're not on my mailing list, because this is exclusive to people on my mailing list, please join. You can join on my website. You can join on my Instagram. I have a link. So please join and stay tuned. Stay tuned for some great news. As always, I love each and every one of you. And please do not forget to bloom where you are planted. Bye.